The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate truth with my friend Sarah Robinson. Now Sarah practices, well, she's a coach, of course, a development coach and business coach and empowerment and all of these wonderful things. But Sarah also teaches and embraces and practices human design, which is a fascinating study. And it has to do with a little bit of astrology, a little bit of chakras, and a whole lot of personality, how we show up, who we are, how we represent ourselves. Welcome, Sarah. So good to see you. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm really, really honored that you asked me to come. Oh, super. So did uh, how, how close was that, that little um, snippet of overview of human design? I think it was great. Yeah, it's we definitely have... We have astrology in there. We have the chakra system in there. Kabbalah is in there. I Ching is in there. Um, so all of these great energetic systems, a lot of Eastern systems, we get to kind of put together into a really comprehensive, amazing, amazingly accurate um, energetic system. It is very interesting. So it does work off of the location of birth mm -hmm. um, and the time of birth, date of birth. Kind of like astrology, but it differs, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, we have elements of astrology in there. So it definitely takes into account the um, the planetary positions at birth, some, you know, some of the other planetary bodies, um, but there's more to it. You know, it goes a little bit deeper. So with our birth charts, it gives us such a vast array of information and, and great um great things to work off of. But with human design, we also get to understand kind of our role in society, how we interact with people um, and, and how we can remain in alignment and, and how conditioning can affect us. And, and so I think it's a very, very functional tool, not that astrology is not by any standard. Um, it just gives us a little bit more information, I think, from my perspective. Right. And it does, um, it doesn't pigeonhole, but it does set up some kind of standards for people that we right. can 
follows some just different standards about how we might manifest something, how we might project something, how just some, some basic standards for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How did you find your way to it? Um, I was in a coaching program. I had a coach and she had a guest come on to give a masterclass about human design. And the, my first inclination when she started talking was to cross my arms and stomp my feet and say how dumb it was. Because that's my, that's my ego response to things that are new and different and that I don't like. I don't think I'm going to like. And then a week later, I was listening to a podcast. Christy, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, honestly. I have like a couple that I listen to because I'm trying to minimize my, my information consumption. And um, I listened at, one, at the time I was listening to one podcast, one. And the next week she had someone on about human design. So me being knowing that divine always guides us in our right path, I was like, fine. So I started looking into it more, and I, I found a, a teacher who could educate me, and, and that's how I got started, from very um, strong ego resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, how, long was, how long ago was that? I was uh, early, probably last spring. Last spring. Oh, okay. So, so it's not an entirely long amount of time. No, no, but you have done such a deep dive into it and you've really studied this. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, learned more and more about it and really bring it to your coaching as well. And to me, that was, it was an eye opener because there were some things that um, in my, in you going over my chart with me that I realized that, wow, this is something I've been neglecting in myself. I had I had no idea, and it was a game changer in some ways. And was it was it that way for you too when you first? Yeah, it was like the first time I had my chart read. It was like a, a sigh of relief and a breath of fresh air. It was like all of these things that I thought were wrong with me, or that I thought had to be changed. I learned that it was just part of who I was, and I learned how to embrace those things as strengths instead of areas that I need to be ashamed of. And it immediately like let go of all of that shame and lifted me up. And like in my strength, it was so powerful. Just from a reading, just from one reading, it was really amazing. Right. In a way, it gives you permission. Um, in another way, it just kind of takes away the comparing yourself to others. It's mm-hmm. right. So um when you're working, when you're working with clients on this, do you find that they have the same reactions? That oh wow, uh, this completely changes my paradigm. Yes, yes, very, very often. Um, I've done coaching before I had human design and after, and the transformations by using human design are so much faster. We still coach for periods of time, um, but it's just fast because it's an immediate window in. And so even when I just do readings, like I said, with people, I've had messages all day long of people popping in saying, thank you so much. I'm seeing this. This shift has happened. This one thing has happened. And that's just from being either my private Facebook group, my free one, or from doing a reading, like a simple reading, excuse me. Um, and that in and of itself creates massive shifts. So definitely for sure with other people. Oh, that is, in, that is incredible. So um, human design, how long has this been around? I, I mean, I'm really new to even learning that this is a thing. How long has the it seven, been around? Like the 60s or 70s. It's not very long. 
right. not like 20 some years. I don't know, 20, 30 years. So maybe, oh no, no. Maybe a little more than that at this point. I believe it came in the 70s. The, the download came to the um, person who brought it to us. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah, who, who brought human design to us? Ra Uru Ha, I believe his, I'm sorry, his name is, is a little bit, um, a little bit not traditional name. Um, but he brought it to us and he basically got a divine download and he transcribed it for us, kind of similar to Abraham. Um, and he brought it to us and it was synthesized and, and then he began teaching it and, and using it with people. Right. So this is someone in uh, East Asia? You know, he, I believe he was British. I'm sorry. I don't know the history of it very well, um, but he changed his name once he, oh. once he was given the transcriptions. Okay. I understand. I understand. I can't imagine what that would be like to just. <sighs> I've sat and tried to think with that before. But it all goes together so seamlessly. Like it is obviously like a divine download because there's no way that a human, maybe, I don't know. I can't think of a way a human being could honestly sit here and synthesize all of this information. So it all works so seamlessly there. I can't even imagine it because you look at different areas. like, Oh yes. Oh, that is here. You know, and it just all comes together so seamlessly. Yeah. It is an entire system. It pulls together um personality pulls together chakras where you hold what where you know um emotions motives drives passions mm-hmm. you know all these things pulls together um that would be i mean it's just so far reaching and so intertwined that that would be um quite an undertaking just to download it all and and teach it much less write it down and right. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I'm so curious about what that process looked like because I, some days I sit here and I'm just like, I can't even imagine right. what that would entail. So is that person still alive? He actually just passed um, this lat in this year, earlier this year he passed. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. And so um, people around the world are, are cued into this and mm-hmm. People have uh, kind of taken the baton and run with it just as you have and using it in coaching. Um, so I guess this would be something that helps us understand ourselves, but how else can it help us like in a home or workplace or just in community? Sure. Um, I, I use human design for everything I do. Um, my human design runs my business. I, I operate like my business decisions are not made from a logical business mind um they're made from my trusting my human design um and and trusting my my decision making and ability to do those things so my business is run by that um i'm getting ready to hire some team members they'll be hired by design um and then like in my home i of course know my husband's and my children's my mother lives with us and what it does is it gives me the it gives me grace for them is I understand how their energetic type works differently than mine. So I don't have the same expectations of my children as I do of myself, nor do I have the same expectations of them to each other. And then so it allows me when they're sitting here saying, well, mom, it's not fair. I can say, well, okay, so here's why we're doing this differently. And I pull out their charts and we talk about the differences between their, their genetic or their energetic types so they can understand that they all have different needs to stay healthy and to stay in alignment. 
So even my, my youngest is six and he knows his type and he knows what it means. And so that way he's able to nurture himself energetically as he grows and he doesn't compare himself to his sister who is the exact opposite type and they function completely oppositely in the world. Um, so I'm actually getting ready to launch a parenting by design course, but that's one of the, um, that's one of the ways. And then with my husband, um, we're types that sometimes annoy each other because of the way that we, but it gives, again, it gives us both grace. So he understands that I'm not doing anything to prove things. I'm not, it's just that this is just how I am. And for me, he's not being lazy. He's just a slower moving type than me. Mm-hmm. So it gives us that ability to move. Um, and I also like it uh, to move more, more gracefully with one another. And then I also really like it in business. Like I mentioned my business, but I've watched other people's businesses. And they'll say, Sarah, I'm, I know a lot of business owners. Sarah, I'm having trouble with this one person. And I'm like, well, let's look at their, do you have their, you know, they've got their chart or whatever we look at. And I'm like, okay, so what tasks do you have this person doing? And they tell me, I'm like, well, they're not suited for those tasks. That's why they're struggling because that's not, you know, they're not suited for that. So then we can figure out and talk to that person and say, okay, so here's tasks that you're more suited for. And the person's like, yes, that feels so much lighter and so much better. And so we're able to make adjustments even in business places and things like that um, to make sure that the team is operating more in sync and in alignment. And that allows the business to be more uh, fruitful and, and enjoyable. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, if you understand, it's kind of like Myers-Briggs or any other test, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe going in a little bit more de- in depth or in a different direction that um, shows motivation, shows passions, shows talent, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So that's, a, that's not a bad thing. That's a really good idea. And then to have an idea of your partners and your kids. Oh, it makes a difference. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So to, to look at someone's human design, what, what type of information do you need? Um, all I need is date, time, and place of birth. So it's similar to whenever you're pulling like a birth chart with astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't know their birth time exactly, I might always encourage them to research it. So if you can find a birth certificate, ask a parent. I even had someone one time find their baby pillow from when they were born and it had their time written on it. I always highly recommend trying to find it because that's how you're going to get your most accurate reading because it goes off our astral bodies. Um, but if that's impossible, there are um, a couple times we can kind of pull from to get more of a general um, idea. It's just not going to have everything right in place. Right. And so in human design, um, can you speak to what role the planets have in our lives? Um, well, it, not, not to each one specifically necessarily, but, um, you know, we're speaking energetically. When things are lined up in different ways, um, different channels of energy are open. And so... Um, it, it, you know, I honestly, beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> That's more like the astrology portion of it. Yeah. Right. I know that like, you know, from, from an energetic standpoint, when things are lined up different ways, different, uh, like we have things called gates, different things will be activated in our charts, depending on where the sun was, just like our zodiac signs. Right. right? Our, so different things are activated in our energetic system based upon where they, they are and where we are. 
And is it something that you can go back to um, to see like what the next month is going to have for you? Um, it's more of a s- static thing. Okay. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's not so much like a prediction of, of kind of what's coming up for you. It's more static. Like this is kind of who you are. And then we can work to decondition the programming you were given to unlock your code so you can be more who you are in this world. Um, And then through that, of course, change happens, but it's not so much a prediction tool or a guidance guidance tool in that way. Right. And it's not mutable. It is fixed once this design has been put into motion. That is your design. Mm -hmm. That's your blueprint. Right. going to feel about things, how are you going to operate, how are you are going to react, how you're going to act, how, mm-hmm. um, what you're going to desire and move toward and how are you going to get about and go about getting it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it so much. Cause it's not, it doesn't matter what my mood is. It doesn't matter who's doing the test. It doesn't matter any of those things. I am born. This is it. I can learn to live it or not. It's totally my choice, but it's, do I want my life to be super easy or do I want to push? And that's kind of the way, like, people can live whatever life they want, of course, but if you want to leave it easier, why not? You know? <laughs> why push the river? Why? Why do it? So, yeah, that's, that's why I love it so much. It's because it's, it's not really open for, like, finagling, you know? It's just it's not. Mm-hmm. So. so in human design, there are some certain archetypes. Can you kind of break that down for us? Sure. Yeah, we have five main types in human design, um, and this is the first differentiator. So this tells us what your role is in our society. We've all been taught that we do things the same way. Okay, Nike is just do it. That's not for everybody. That's only for 8% of the population. So, you know, that isn't the way that most people operate. So this tells us what our energetic aura is, what our role is. So the first type um, there's the most common types um, are the generators and the manifesting generators. And those two types are our worker types. Those are the two types who are actually have enough energy to carry out and, and like actually have the motors to churn things out. Consequently, there's 70% of the population combined because there's a lot of work to be done. All right. So we need a lot of those folks. And then there's another type called manifestors. Now we have manifesting generators, which is kind of a combination of a generator and a manifestor. They work a certain way and they're workers. And then we have, like I said, the manifestor. These are the just do it people. Mm. So they're the 8% who gets to have an idea and just go. They're the ones who get to be the innovators and the, the leaders in that way. Um, so that's them. And then we have projectors, which are about 21% of the population. And this is our newest type. It's only 250 years old. So very, very, very new type. Um, and projectors are, are another leader type. They're guides. Not so much the leader in like the old sense of what we think about it, more like a guide, someone to walk beside. Um, and projectors and manifestors and projectors honestly aren't supposed to work very much at all. Um, projectors only three to five hours a day. And I know, right? (laughs) It's because the role is to teach and to guide. And so projectors energy should be put into learning 
and researching and mastery of something because then their job is to then teach others these things and to guide them. Um, and then the last type is of a reflector. And reflectors are 1% of the population, one. They are the ones are like the, they'd be like, not the medicine men, they'd be like the, oh, I can't even think of what the, the title would be, but like those very rare spirits who have like a direct connection to divine. Like they are the seers, okay? So they're the ones, they, um, what they do, their role is to reflect back to the world, the status of the world. Wow. So it's important. Yeah. It's very important, but we only have few, we have few of them um, because it, it, we don't need a ton. If we listened to them, if we were in tune with them, if we knew them, then we would have, um, we would have a better, we could make better adjustments. Um, But a lot of times, you know, reflectors are a little bit, um, they're not understood very well either. There's only 1% of them. I mean, um, and then, but the the great thing about reflectors is even though they, they are meant to like mirror the world, they don't necessarily always take on all of that roughness of what's going on. Um, some of it, of course, they do prefer like a, a more harmonious environment, obviously, as we all do, but, um, but they don't take it all on. It's, it's more of just a watching how they're doing tells us how we are doing. So it's, it's curious. So we all work together. You know, so we have our leaders, we have our workers, we have our doers, we have our innovators, we have our people who are giving us the health, showing us the health of what we're doing. And so we get all these people working together. Now we get to work in design and projectors don't have to work eight hours a day. And manifestors don't have to keep going after they're tired. They can rest because the, the manifesting generators and generators are so excited to do the work. It gives them so much satisfaction that these other types can, can live in their role and learn and teach us and guide us more. Yeah. I'm a projector as you, mm-hmm. know, as you've done my right. part. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a wake up call for me because I found myself getting burned out, getting so exhausted, just getting so overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed very easily. And um, it just is, showed me where I can make some shifts and changes. And so it's been very important for me to learn that. I can imagine that teaching this way in schools or in families would be wonderful for the next generation. Yes. Because um, we have been taught in at least the United States, the general population education system, sitting in rows, listening to a teacher who gives you information, you take a test on the information, you test it on the information. That just doesn't work for people. But we're so expected to fit into this cookie cutter and this mold. Yeah, our our education system is mostly set up for generators. Yeah. And our our expectations in society are mostly set up for generators and manifest. I mean, they're the majority. Um, so manifest, but there's also stuff, a lot of manifestor expectations in us that we should just be able to make things happen and we should be able to, you know, and there's that. And like I said, that's why the projectors are the most misunderstood type and the most conditioned type, because people don't understand that working three to five hours a day is exactly correct. And so projectors get shamed into pushing themselves 
too far and then they do get burnout. I have projector clients who have MS, who have adrenal fatigue, who have all of these things. It usually happens for projectors around their mid-30s and for manifestors in their 40s. Um, because you're just pushing yourself beyond your energetic capacity. Um, so there, there are physical repercussions of living out of alignment, as you know, Christy, work in your work. Right, right. And just from living my life. Right. <laughs> Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I see these, I saw these things happening when I was in the corporate world. I was at a large international corporation based here in Kansas City, which I will not name. And it it was seen as a badge of honor to stay late, to take work home, to Mm. stay on the weekend or to come in on the weekend. It was seen as a badge of honor. And people would just swap stories and outdo each other. I was here until six last night. Oh, I was here until seven. Oh, well, I came over the weekend, mm. right? So um, that's kind of our, our work culture. And if anything mm. has come out of COVID, if anything positive has come out of COVID, I would hope it would be that the way we were working and the way we were doing things, not sustainable. Right. And, not, and even in, in that environment, even for someone, even for a manifester or a manifesting generator, too much is too much. Mm-hmm. No, we weren't put here to work. <laughs> That's not why we're alive. It's not to work. Um, so in that that paradigm, I think what you said about COVID shifting, I think that when all of this happened, my first thought was, of course, I was concerned for the well-being of people. My next, my next thought was how excited I was because it made people slow down. And it kind of forced a paradigm shift. Earth was able to start repairing herself. All of a sudden, we saw dolphins in Venice. Like, what in the world? Right. Deer in, in Japan? <laughs> what? Um, they got to see... Do you know that in um, in India, they can now see the Himalayas? It's amazing. Well, they couldn't. They can again see the Himalayas. Again see them, yes, yes. Right. And it's just... Um, and so that type of stuff. And then seeing in the, in the human network, of course, we have that period where... We weren't asked 
to be to be basically it's like a societal awakening. Mm-hmm. We weren't asked to have this awakening, but we're seeing people being fearful and and all of that stuff because they're freaking out because their paradigm is completely shifting and and yeah. that's why that's I think our work is important in that because we give people especially you know it, we give people stability like even in that craziness like it's still good because we're now home with our kids and we're now not working and we're not being put in toxic environments as often yeah so. I'm talking to a lot of people who are working from home now of course you know as mo- as many people are working from home and finding that I don't have the headaches that I did I am not feeling the anxiety that I did just from being in close proximity to other people and their energy. And uh, my guides have been saying from the very be- like from the beginning of the year that we created this situation because we needed to slow down. We needed to look at what's important, what's most essential. And, um, you know, if we can really focus on that, then maybe we can bring a close to this whole chapter, but I'm digressing going on and on and on about this. <laughs> We could we could talk about this for hours. If we want to take it back to human design aspect, though, when yeah. we're talking about those toxic work environments, yeah. when we're looking at our charts, all of us have different energy. It's like the chakras. We have yeah. the energetic centers. And right. some people have stable energy to different centers. And so if you have a lot of open centers, a lot of centers where you're not producing stable energy, being in those work environments can be draining because you're taking on so much energy that's not yours. It's not, it wasn't meant for you to have. And so if you're in these environments for hours and hours and hours a day, not only are you burning yourself out, but energetically you're like flooding your system and it needs to detox all of that stuff. So it can then be returned to homeostasis. And a lot of times we don't give our bodies the opportunity to do that. No. And this is true of children as well. You know, children, Many of the, well, some of them are having a difficult time because they really do need to be around their friends, but so many are flourishing. They're learning. They are enjoying learning. They are being free and they're being themselves without all of the added energy of the rest of the children. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but for those that this is really helping them flourish, we need to pay attention to that. But we right. can't go to uh, go to an educator. We can't go to the school. We can't go to uh, the the bosses and just say, "Hey, the energy here is just too bad." I mean, <laughs> I wish we could. You, know, I wish that there was energetics were more considered. It would make such a beautiful shift for us. But maybe we'll get there. Yes, exactly. But I think we are realizing that some people are doing just fine working from home. Thank you very much. And Mm -hmm. you can start to make the case that, you know, I'm getting my work done and then some, um, Mm -hmm. can I just continue? Right. I think, I think I'm hoping that this definitely shows that we are not all the same. And although we were all taught to be generators in rows, it, we just don't all function properly that way. We don't. Well, even manifestation. You're mm-hmm. all about that in your coaching program. Yeah, and yeah. How does, it, how does it differ from type to type? Um, well, first off, um, I'm going to be picky, and I like to call it co-creation. Oh, because, yeah. Because I feel... <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like manifestation is like a, I want this, I'm going to make an, a vision board and have an affirmation and I hope it happens. Um, which isn't, the reason I, I do it is because we're always creating the life of our dreams and we do that through co-creation and manifestation. Right. Um, so the different types, there's actually each type is not um, necessarily responsible. There's an element in your, in your human design chart that says whether you're a specific or a non-specific manifester. And so basically this tells us how are we going to ask for what we want? So specific manifestors, that's how we're most likely taught to manifest. You get very specific on what you want. You say exactly what you want. You make the vision board with the thing, the exact thing that you want. And it's all about the, the being very specific. Of course, manifestation is always rooted in a feeling though. It's never about the thing. It's about the feeling the thing represents, but, but still that thing is very important to a specific manifester. To a non-specific manifester, it, we're offering more of a menu to source. And we're saying, I would like this, but maybe this, maybe this, but maybe you have something better in mind and I'm cool with that too. And, and so the, the non-specific manifestors, we don't focus so much on the thing, but the mood of the thing. So I tell my, my specific manifestors that if you're going to put something in your vision board, please make sure that's the exact thing you want. Like make sure it's the year, the color, the chrome, the, the interior, all that. Make sure it's what you want because it's what you're going to get if it's in your highest good, if it's for you. My non-specific folks, I'm like, don't get, because if we get caught up in the details, we get stressed out. It's anxiety inducing. Yes. Yes. I used to fight. I fought so many people about this. I'm like, I just want to feel good. And then they're like, no, you have to have, no, I don't have to have specific. I'm a non-specific manifester. So I really sink into the feeling and do more of a mood board. So if it's a color or even just a swish, whatever, whatever it is that helps me sink into those feelings that I want to feel, that's how I manifest most effectively is that feeling and the mood of it. The specific thing is whatever. I mean, whatever. But. <laughs> the universe is going to have a much better idea of what's going to be great for me than I do. My higher self right. implicitly, right? Absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm the same way. I just want to focus on feeling happy, feeling good, having a positive vibration, and then see what that positive vibration brings. So it's mm -hmm. good to hear you say mm -hmm. that the way that we've been taught to manifest, the way we've been taught to co-create, of course, is, <laughs> is one size fits all. And that's not true. Mm -mm. It's not, not one at all. size fit all, fits all. You know, my so, daughter is a fantastic manifester. She really a co-creator, right? I mean, you can say manifester. It's okay, Christy. It's, it's okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Whatever. I'm not going to be picky with you. It's okay. You go ahead. Exactly. You're not the vocabulary police. <laughs> no, say what you want no, to say. It's, it's okay. To me, it's, it's interchangeable, but she is a fantastic manifester. She, we were at, um, Starbucks one time and she wanted to have two croissants, not just one. I said, Oh honey, don't be ridiculous. But she really, really wanted it. And um, then someone said, hey, there's this croissant. Nobody's claimed it. Who wants it? And so she got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's in alignment. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So but that, that would never, I can't say never, that would never work for me. But that's not how I roll. Right? So yeah. good to know that. Not one size yeah. does not fit all. And yeah, I think that's the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christine. No, no, no. That's it. 
I said, I think that that's the idea though of human design. It's that permission that you mentioned at the beginning. Right. That I don't have to manifest like you. That thing that doesn't make sense to me, that thing that I always felt in my soul was right for me, but I was always taught was wrong for me. Yes. is actually for me. Like there's one center in our body that is our identity center. And people who don't have that filled in will never find themselves. They're never meant to. They're not, they're meant to be a connoisseur of the human experience. They're not meant to find who they are. And so when you tell someone that who's been searching and been shamed their entire life because they didn't know who they were, they couldn't land on a thing. All of a sudden it's this sigh of like relief, you know, or to tell a manifesting generator, you're probably going to change jobs about every forever, like forever. You're just going to keep changing jobs. You're not a failure. It's just how you are. All of a sudden it's like, Oh, I'm not, I didn't. Oh, okay. That's just too. And you know, like that is, it's so permission giving and so beautiful in that way. Well, and just lets people know that their instincts are something mm. they trust. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. We know who we are, Christy. You know that we've just been taught to be somebody else. And so we have to learn to trust. And this gives us a tool to trust. No, that's wonderful. That's wonderful because we get so many messages all around us of how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to line things up, how we're supposed to manifest, yes, how we're supposed to learn, how we're supposed to love, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But what works for one does not necessarily work for another. Right. No, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, when your mom was little and she told you you were special? Like mom was right. She didn't know how right she was. She still tried to condition you to be like your brothers and sisters because she was keeping you safe. But mom was right. You are a special little flower. Like you are the most special flower in the world because you're the only one like you. You're the only one with a combination of energetic sequences, unless you're a twin like you. <laughs> yeah. But even, even the twins, they have a different soul. They have um, mm -hmm. yes. different women as well. It's really interesting with twins to see um, how they show up differently in their design. My nieces are twins and I have a friend whose sons are twins and they have the exact same design, like the exact same design, but the way they show up in their design. And even though they're, everything is the same, it's how the conditioning affects them. Right. And how they interpret things is still unique to them. So even with the human design, there still is though, there still are those differences and, and nuances. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can follow a map and two people could follow the same map, but one takes the sidewalks, one takes the road. Mm -hmm. Right. right. You know, when I was a college teacher, the first week of class, first couple of days, I would give a learning styles quiz to the students at college. And right. And so, um, so these people had been through 12 years of school and maybe a year or two of college by the time I saw them and give them a, a little quiz to find out how they learn. Mm -hmm. And it was so surprising for so many people. Um, the people who were kinesthetic learners, they were the ones who never did well in English, mm -hmm. never did well in school because they weren't taught. They didn't learn. I should say they didn't learn the same way that other people learned. They mm -hmm. were not taught to. 90% of the kids were taught to be visual or auditory learners. Right. And it just was a par paradigm shift. The auditory learners 
when they found out that, no, you need to have the radio going or the TV going or the window open or something that you can study. And they would just, they were amazed because my mom always said, turn the radio off, you're studying. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's it's amazing. Um, Just even recognizing that two people can learn different ways, can interact in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you're you're developing a course for parents. I think that's brilliant. I love. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Um, how about for educators? I mean, they can take. Honestly, the parent one it can be for anyone who works with children. I'd be happy to to gear something specifically for educators. I think it's so important with this parenting um, program that I'm putting together. Um, it'll be coming out in in probably mid September ish. Um, but I'll, I'll do it over and over. Um, I'm going to be teaching parents their children's design, but then I'm also going to be creating like a coloring book for the little ones so they can learn like I'm a generator. I need, and just teaching them like key little things about their bodies and their energy. Like I need to play a lot during the day so I can sleep well at night. Just little things like that, that, um, or, you know, like I'm a projector. My naps and rest time are super important to me or what, you know, whatever things. And so that would be a tool that teachers could take. Um, but yeah, I would, anyone that works with kids, honestly, because um, I think that the way that we parent is shifting dramatically. I think it's part of that. I think it's been happening for quite some time, but I think it's part of the paradigm shift that's happening. And I consider my parenting is I'm not raising children. I'm raising young, I'm raising future adults. So I don't want to raise a child in a manner that's going to require them to spend 15 years deconditioning the things that I did to keep them safe because what keeps me safe is not going to keep them safe. You know? So I think it's really important to understand from a young age. And I've had parents even before this program started, the reason I'm doing it is because I had parents come to me asking me to do the program because the way that my design works is I have to have something to respond to. Um, So, and they've even said, you know, before the course, like this is, I've been using this for two days with my kids and I can see a complete difference in how I parent, like the grace I give my children in this space and what I allow them for. And these are people who have degrees in childhood development. These aren't just, you know, I'm not saying that any parent is just anything, but this is someone who's highly educated in child development and even having this information enhances her ability to parent more effectively. So. Oh, I, yeah. can, I can very well imagine just um, even just recognizing that someone else is going to respond differently to stimuli, to um, similar situations than I do. That's, that's huge. Anybody needs to know that, but especially parents, especially educators. So glad yeah. you're doing that. That's wonderful. It'd be yeah. great to develop a course for bosses, for people who are... I'm telling you what, Christy, and I think, you know, when I first started coaching, I really wanted to get into the education and, and corporate sector um, because I, I now homeschool my children because um, it's more effective for them and their learning styles. Um, and then uh, I work, I grew up in, I didn't grow up. I've, I've spent a lot of time working in the corporate sector. And like you said, it can be quite toxic. And I've noticed when we employ some of the the energetic stuff and the understanding and the empathy that goes along with these pieces, it enhances the experience and the environment so much that when I first, that's where I wanted to start. Now, maybe I'll end up going back to that. I don't know. Um, But, you know, but, but definitely I think anything that we can do, 
and everyone needs to know how to recognize the differences in us. And I think this is a really wonderful tool. If everyone learned it, I'd be so happy. Right. Like I would be. <laughs> well, it's job security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's job yes. security, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Until we all understand this, you, you've got an endless supply of people to teach. Yeah. Right. Well, I think the parent, the parenting one's really great because there's not a lot of information out there for parents. I've looked so hard and I can't find anything. And, you know, parenting is really, I never wanted to be a parent, but once I became one, I wanted to be the best parent possible, which most of us do. And so having a cheat sheet to your kid's energy is like, it makes it so much easier. Now you're not fighting against them anymore. You're not telling them to hurry up and make it happen. And why can't you multitask? Because they're, I'm, my type is fast. Their types are slow. So it gives me the ability to be like, oh, okay, I'm the adult in this situation. I can, I can make adjustments. So, yeah. Well, so if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Sarah, mm-hmm. we find you. Um, well, I have a couple places on Facebook. That's my primary hub. Um, there's Sarah Robinson Coaching is my page. I'll be honest. I'm not that active on that, though. Um, there's also, uh, a group and, and I will let you know that I, I primarily, I, I work with women. I don't work with a lot of men at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I might see that shifting in the near future, more men are becoming um, engaged in this. Um, but that's executive alchemy on Facebook. Um, and then of course my, my, um, my email is Sarah Robinson coaching at gmail.com and that's Sarah without an H. Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, website. Oh, that's a little bit longer. Um, it's the woo and the do. Woo is two O's. Do is one O. Dot newzendler.com. I haven't gotten that shortened yet, but but yeah, that's the website they can find me on. And the woo and the do having to do with the woo woo kind of metaphysical side and the do the practical side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always we always mix the two in my work because people it's, it's they're both important. Well, they're both part of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're energetic beings having a physical experience. So yes, yes, absolutely. So Sarah Robinson, thank you so much for joining me today to break down human design. I think it's been really enlightening. Totally appreciate it. I really appreciate you, Christy, and thank you for all the work you do. Oh, absolutely. Take care. All right, you too. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. 
I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.